Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. This is episode 961. My conversation with Maddie Brown, and we're talking about smashing numbers. Enjoy. Maddie, welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. You've, uh, you're all about smashing numbers. I'm all about smashing numbers because your numbers should be smashing. Smashing. Yeah. What, what's, what's your profession? You're an accountant? But I am a CPA and I have been working with small businesses for just right better than 40 years. And I love working with entrepreneurs and small businesses. And I notice you're a Jack Canfield um, trainer as well. Yes, I am. I'm a big proponent. He's written a fabulous book called The Success Principles. Mm. And it really kind of, is, kind of is the code for how I live my life. Okay. What is it about the success principles that, that really uh, your takeaways from that book? Well, the number one success principle and I think probably the most important is that you need to take 100% responsibility for your life. Hmm. And that includes the good and the bad yeah and so you've done good things you've done not so good things and you have to realize that it's always your decision that makes the the outcome it is totally up to you how you respond in any situation Mm. we look at the look at the pandemic here you know there, there are a lot of people who feel like They've been victimized and, and they're, they're terrified. And there's a lot of people that have actually done very well over 2020. And much of that has to do with how they respond to the situation. And I see that in my clients, the clients that are, that are willing to, to shift and make changes and be in connection with what's going on in the world now those clients are doing well and they are going to have a good year in 2020 Hmm. and so it really is all about taking responsibility for your life 100 percent. do you find a lot of resistance to that idea with people that you work with or train Well, you've got to give up blaming and complaining because if you're blaming and complaining, you're probably not talking to the person that can fix the problem. Hmm. And if you're complaining about it, you need to complain to the person that can do something about it. I tell my employees all the time that if, if there's a problem, I need to know and they're never going to get in trouble for coming to me with to get help, but I'm the one that can make a difference. And so that's the one that they need to talk to as opposed to their coworkers and turning into a, a session of disharmony. Okay. Yeah. And so you've got to give up the idea that you can blame someone else for your circumstances. And that always ties right back into taking 100% responsibility for your life. Mm, mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's, it's, I think some people, do you think some people have 
uh, more inclination to taking responsibility for their lives while others just cannot seem to do it? Does it take well, practice? I, is it innately I, within us? It, 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 it is a discipline. Mm-hmm. And, and when you consistently focus on that you're responsible, and you can do simple games. You can start off and you can say, if I were 5% more responsible for my health, I would eat smarter meals. And you, so you can make changes by responding and it doesn't have to be a big leap. It can be a small step, but when you take small steps, the universe takes small steps yeah. and magic and magic happens. Yeah. Well, little things lead to big things, don't they? Yes, they do. So talk to us about money. You're um, in the finances, like to help people with their money. Um, it's, it's a difficult topic because money, I guess, sometimes brings up negative um, emotions and, and reactions in people, doesn't it? Well, people have several things are, are, are relevant. One is that very few people have anyone that they talk to about their money. Yeah. They don't talk to their CPAs. They don't talk to their accountants. I like to meet with people three or four times a year and look at where they are and where they're going and help them really make good decisions. And the first step in making good decisions is to get over the shame and guilt about what you've done with your money. It's very exposing to open up your checkbook and say, this is what I did with my money last month. And most husbands and wives don't even carry on an intimate conversation about money. Hmm. And so people really in business really need that support system. And if they're not getting it from their accountant or their CPA, then they need a new accountant or a new CPA. Yeah, yeah. Do you recommend everyone should have a, a good account or CPA? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because every business has a chief financial officer, it, whether you think you do or you don't think you do. Every business has one. Yeah. And if you're if you're trying to bootstrap it and do it yourself, you probably didn't go to school to learn to be an accountant. You probably haven't worked with hundreds thousands of small businesses in that perspective that your accountant can bring is priceless yeah 100 percent. when you when you first meet with someone what is the first steps um that you or what are the first questions i suppose that you'd ask someone with regards to their finances well the first question and i think the most important question is what do you want what do you want and that that may be that may sound a little strange but if you are clear about what you want in the world in your life in all respects then you can be clear about how much money you need to make And if you're clear about how much money you need to make, you know how many customers you need to serve and at what price point you need to serve them. And then you know if you have a sustainable business model. 
And so the first step for any of my clients is to spend a little bit of time defining their goals and what they want their business to look like. How do they want to spend their time? Who do they want to work with? How much money do they need to make to have the life they want? Hmm. We do accounting. We do accounting and we do bookkeeping and we do taxes. But the accounting records, the fundamental purpose of the accounting records are to inform the client how their business is doing. Yeah, okay. And makes sense. And when when the accounting profession supports them, they can make better decisions. Yeah. But they have to know what they want. What they want. Do you find a, a bit of struggle for people to indicate to you clearly what they want? Well, I have a process that I like to go through and and most of the time it, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Because it, it's a it's a little bit of a daydream. Can you take you us know, through that you, process? If, if you were going to look at your life in December of 2021, yeah, what would you need to have accomplished in order to feel like you're successful? You know, you, you will have career goals. You will have fun and recreation goals. You will have health goals. You will have financial goals, yeah, and you'll have a a just a general personal this this is something that I want to do goals, yeah, maybe and relationship goals, relationship goals, and of course the most many people have developed a legacy that they're interested in leaving the world with with the thoughts and. So there is a legacy. Maybe it is donating to a, to a, the Humane Society, or maybe it is a program that you want to live on beyond you. But I like to take those seven areas of your life and really look at, at three specific things that I want to accomplish by December of 2021 in all those areas. And once you have that, that vision, the next step is to really sit down and say, what is an ideal day? What is a perfect, who do I talk to? What time do I get up? What do I eat? What is a perfect day in my life? And when you have those two components, hmm. then you can make decisions that take you closer to those. Yeah. So really, when you're sitting with clients, it's 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 not so much just about the dollar; it's about the goals, so you can make better decisions yeah. around the what you're doing with that dollar. And and the dollar is important. I don't I don't diminish the value of the dollar, hmm. but it's not it's not the starting point. No. Money is a money is a tool. It is a form of energy, and you need to have a strategy for how to manage it successfully. But it is on that list of goals that you've got, money is not the most important thing. It touches everything, but it isn't the most important thing. Mm. 
when you say people have these this uh, legacy, do you, do you find that's quite common, do you? Well, with the kind of clients that I work with, yes. Yeah. Most of, most of my clients have have an urge to leave the world a better place than they found it. Okay. And is that so that legacy piece is something you draw out of them to to help you align their financial goals? Yes. Yeah. What um with with the the challenge with money and and financial goals, what do you see as perhaps the 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 largest problem that people have with managing their funds or money? Well, I think the largest problem is very few people let them out into the light of day and look at them and really use them to make decisions. And that doesn't happen very often. And, and people manage their business by opening up their bank account on the internet and seeing how much money they have in their bank account. Yeah. And that's not a good strategy, okay? That's not going to get you where you want to go and where you want to be in December of 2021. Hmm. You need you need strategic planning and you need records that inform you and you need to pay the least that you can pay in taxes. But the the reality is very few people are willing to really look at what they've done and make choices that take them to their goals. Yeah. So with, with um, financial advice for an entrepreneur or a business, small business owner, what sort of advice would you give someone to be doing with their money rather than just leaving it there in cash right now? What would well, be? I... In the world we live in today, hmm. I think we want to be conservative with our cash and and keep our cash at a healthy balance. Now, I like everyone to have a a buffer. And one of the other things that I think is really important is that the small business owner needs to pay themselves. Mm-hmm. So many of them are working 80 hours a week and scrambling money to client to client and they've worked their tails off and they've got nothing to show for it at the end of the day yeah and and so i recommend that you develop start developing the muscle of investing in your future and Mm -hmm. When you set aside, when you get a check for $10,000 or $1,000, you need to know what to do with that check. You need to know where it goes. Does it go? It goes in your business bank account. Some of it goes to your personal account. And I always recommend a 10% savings wealth accumulation. And if 10% is too much for you to do, then do 1%. But the, the impact of creating that investment fund and helping it grow, hmm. can you, turn, you turn that investment 
fund into a game and you look to see how much you can possibly accumulate and then you protect that money as though it were a child because it's growing and it's available to you and you only use it when it's for an asset that appreciates or something that is going to carry you further forward. Yeah. But every business owner needs to be setting aside a minimum of 10% to themselves out of every check that comes in. Yeah. 10%. So of, of, of our, let's just look at our, our cash, you know, our, our bank accounts of 100%, how should we be dividing that up? Like how much should we keep, you said, be conservative, keep enough in, in cash? How much, what sort of percentage of that should we have as a buffer? Well, just in general numbers, I like 10% to go into a wealth account. 10% wealth I like account. 20%, I want you to set aside for taxes. Yep. And then you've got 70% left. Yep. And if you want to spend that all on your business, then you're not going to have anything to pay your personal expenses. So you need to know how much your personal expenses are and you need to know how much your business expenses are in order to properly allocate the remaining 70%. Yeah. So you're putting... 10% just into wealth investments, leaving 20% as for taxes, and then the other 70% you're sort of putting between personal expenses and business expenses. Is that sort of personal expenses would be including a, a, a salary for the self? Yes. Um, okay, and business expenses, obviously business expenses or reinvesting into the business even. Mm-hmm. Right. right, coaching programs, telephone, internet, paper, you know, all the all the things that are necessary to run a business, yeah. a computer, a computer and an internet access, you know, all those things that you need to have to run a business. And I find that most of my clients spend between thirty and forty percent, some as much as fifty percent, mm. but that only that only leaves twenty percent for the personal. Yeah. And and I I like to see I like to see maybe 40% for the business and 30% for personal. Yeah. But as long as they're putting the 10% away and as long as they've got the tax savings, I think they need to look make the rest of their decisions based upon what's going to take them closer to the goals that they have established. Right, gotcha. So if we have, of that 70% left, we have, I don't know, there's still surplus there. We don't need to put it all into business expenses or whatever the case may be. Do we then just put that into the wealth sort of investments? Or do we just leave it sit there as cash? Well, I would like to see you have three months of business expenses and living expenses in a very liquid account, a yep. savings account, mm-hmm. at very, very accessible. Yeah. And again, you've got to have your records so that you know how much that is. And you need to know how much your monthly nut is and how much you need to have to keep the doors open. 
and then this three um, months you know a little bit risky should we be looking at longer like six months you know six months would be ideal okay but in the world that i live in Hmm. i've got i've got more people living client to client than they are investing in their future yeah and so it's intimidating to say that you want six months and most of the time people can begin to get their head around three months yeah okay and and so if you're doing the 10 percent for wealth and you're doing you're paying your personal bills and you're paying your business bills then you've got some fun money that you can invest and you can grow the wealth account or you can invest it in a coaching program or mentorship of some kind, or you can take a trip around the world. Okay. But it, it all ties back to your initial goals. Yeah. Um, do you find with personal expenses or business expenses is that, I mean, I guess it's probably in, in any field or business or industry you might be in, there's probably waste there or unnecessary expenses. Is well, is, is there a real to figuring that out or is it just case by case? Well, every, every month a business owner should sit down with their cash expenditures for the previous month, see what they spent money on, if they need to continue it, if they don't need to continue it. Is, is, do, I, do I stay with this? Am I gonna have a telephone next month? Probably. And take, it doesn't have to take you know 15 minutes to sit down and go through what happened the previous month and plan ahead for the current month. And when you, when you just, have that little meeting with your business on a monthly basis, it enables you to be clear. And when you are informed, you're going to make better decisions. Hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's what we often miss. I'm guilty of that as well. But lack of planning, lack of time to sit down and look at the business. We're just always busy in the business rather than you know, um, the, the sort of macro view of it. Right. And that's why, that's why I think you need that CFO in your business. It needs to not, it needs to not be you. Yeah. If you're, if you're trying to be the CFO in your business, you're doing something that you're not trained to do and it's worth every penny or it should be to get with a good accountant CPA, um, definitely bookkeeping needs to be done by another party. Yeah, you know, you, you need you need those kinds of support because yeah. they're not they're fundamental to running a business. What do you like? F- some advice for someone out there? Because um, I'm in Australia, obviously, um, and I guess wherever you are, everyone can probably get a, a, a professional. Um, accountant or CBA or CFO um, mm-hmm. from anywhere in the world, I guess, these days. Hey, you don't need them to be local, do you think? Well, we have clients all over the United States. Yeah. 
and and I don't pretend to know the tax law for anywhere but the United States. And so, but the but a lot of people think that their records are intended to prepare the tax returns. Yeah. And that is really not what the records are for. The records are to run a better business. Yeah. And that is uni- that is uniform across the world. Every business needs to write, run a a successful profitable business that serves their clients and makes the kind of money that their owners want to make and live. Hmm. How do you pick a good person to look after your business? And, and you know, because I guess I've, I've worked with different accountants um, and still it's hard to find, you know, the, the one that works best with you. What is there any tips on selecting someone? Well, I the main thing is it needs to be someone that you can talk to. Yeah. And it needs to be someone that takes your business seriously and is willing to tell you the truth about what's going on in your finances. Yeah. And that willingness to be a resource for the small business owner is key. Yeah. And not not all accountants are geared to small business owners. Mm. And and in fact, I believe that most accountants really cater to the top 5% of businesses. And they the, the small and growing businesses of a sole proprietorship frequently don't get the support that they need. Yeah. You need to talk to someone that understands what you're doing and can help you really be smart about how to manage your business. Yeah. Correct. I like it. I once I once had I had a client tell me that she was afraid to tell her accountant because he would yell at her. And that is a person that needs a new accountant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you are scared to talk to your accountant or if you feel like they're going to judge you, you're going to be ashamed and scared and you're not going to get the support that you really need just because you don't have a good resource to work with. It's uh, not good for any relationship, that sort of thing. So, yeah, definitely with your finances, if someone's yelling at you or you feel intimidated, it's it's probably not... Not a great idea to continue that no. relationship. Um, before we go, you've um, you've got a fantastic website called smashingnumbers.com. What what are your top three tips for making and keeping more money? My top three tips for making and keeping more money. Number one, know what your break-even point is for your life. Yeah. How much money do you need to make to have the life you want to live? Number two, have records that tell you exactly what's going on in your business and get help to interpret them so that you can make good business decisions. And then number three is 
to really focus on your goals. Mm-hmm. And because then your money decisions support your goals. Yeah. And those three things. Now, I think the way that most people overpay taxes is they don't have good records. Okay? Because in in the United States, I can speak to it, you know, every every $100 generally saves about $30 in tax. Yeah. And so if you do not have good records, you're going to pay more in taxes than you should. That doesn't mean the record's primary purpose are taxes, but that does inform the taxes. I like it. I uh, I think you've you've given me some thought to to really look at it closer because uh, I probably don't. I actually um, I give my wife that job generally because she's quite good with money it seems, but uh, we should probably both be across it. Well, it may be a conversation that is that is uncomfortable, but it is very valuable. Absolutely. Maddie, appreciate your time coming on the show. Thank you for reaching out. Guys listening, I'll stick the link uh, for Maddie, her website there, and she's got a bunch of uh, different links to social media and things from there as well. Uh, Maddie, thanks for coming on. Any final words? Thank you for having me. I love the opportunity to, to talk about business because I love working with small business owners you've been doing it for for a while now so i've been doing it for a while and i love what i do every day of the week no awesome thanks so much maddie guys listening thank you and until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwide.com. Just enter your email address there. And also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Martin Lutzi. until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon